Last week we talked about kindness. Um, this morning we talked about God's kindness. Um, and tonight, tonight we're going to look at goodness. Um, and goodness is really putting kindness into action. It's an active, um, it's an action verb, right? It is a, or an action word. Um, and the, the, the uh, definition in the Greek, uh, agathosune, um, it means active goodness, benevolent. It's, um, if you remember last, last week with kindness, chrestotes, which is the Greek for kindness, um, uh, agathosune is more than, than that. It is gentleness. It's more than gentleness. It's more than kindness. It's, it's a mellowing of, of character. Um, it's a character that is, that is energized. It's a character that is... Um, it expresses itself benevolently. It is an active good. Um, it's not just something that, oh, that person's a kind person or that person is a good person, right? We can say that, but if they are good in the sense of good that we read here in terms of the fruit of the Spirit, then it is an active good. They are always good. People know that you are a good person by the things that you do. Um, that's why the word good it often accompanies the word works. Good works. Um, because Good is putting your kindness to work. That's what goodness is. Um, now, in the Bible, we have several characters that um, we have great examples of that were good people that um, exemplified this goodness uh, in terms of the fruit of the Spirit. Turn over to Acts chapter 11, and we'll start with our, our first character tonight. Um. And in Acts chapter 11, um, down in verse 19, uh, starts talking about uh, the church in Antioch. And um, after Stephen was stoned and the persecutions began, um, the, uh, those who were scattered, it says in verse 19, uh, they scattered as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. Verse 20, but there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who were on coming to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Barnabas is our character here. Verse 23, when he, Barnabas, came and saw the grace of God, he was glad and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord and steadfast, with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas was a good man, uh, Luke records here in Acts. Uh, he was happy to see the progress of others. He was happy to see the progress of the gospel and, and, uh, and the, the kingdom growing. Um, he was not an envious person, right? Uh, he, he saw the progress and was not envious um, of those who had done it. Instead, he rejoiced. He was, he was, um, he was glad, it says. Um, he was uh, an encourager of others. In fact, um, that's what his name means. Um, and that's how he got that name. Um, he was, uh, you know, in Acts chapter 4, where we see that name appear, um, 
his actual name, by the way, um, was Joseph. Um, but uh, Joseph, also called Barnabas by the apostles, which means son of encouragement. That's what Acts 4.36 says. Um, he, was, he was not shy about good words. He was always, clearly by his name, he was someone who um, would encourage other people by telling them good things. Um, also in Acts chapter 4, if we go back just a little bit in verses 32 through 37, it talks about um, how Barnabas, uh, along with, with others, um, were, uh, was generous with their possessions. Generosity, um, benevolence, is a part of that definition of, of goodness. Um, and so Barnabas was a good man. We have examples of that throughout Scripture. We have example of a woman in Scripture who was a, uh, who is called a good woman. If you look at Acts chapter nine, and I will admit that uh, as a child I always laughed when this name was read in church. Verse thirty six. Now there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. Dorcas was a good woman. She was full of good works. She was charitable, benevolent. Um, Even in her death, the good that she had done lasted. And we see that at at her funeral uh, in verse 39. Um, So in verse 37, she dies and Lydia uh, was... uh, was there, and she went to go get Peter. Peter uh, went with them. Verse thirty-nine. When he arrived, they took him to the upper room. All the windows stood beside him. All the widows, not windows. All, all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other garments that Dorcas made while she was with them. Uh, D- Dorcas um, made clothing for widows. Uh, she was served the women. Um, it's one of the tasks that she did. Um, uh, and then Peter, verse 40, puts them all outside, um, knelt, kneels down and prays, and um, raises Tabitha or Dorcas from the dead. Um, so there's a little blurb in there about Dorcas, about Tabitha, but um, the important part um, that we get from that is that she was good and that she exemplified those characteristics of goodness that we see um, within the Word itself. So, as we see with the early Christians, those who are led by the Spirit produce this fruit of goodness in their lives. And it's something that's, that's obvious. It's something that people see and recognize. And for some people, their names are changed to reflect that. Um, now, in terms of us, how does this apply to us? How can we, <coughs> excuse me, how can we um, put this into practice in our own lives? Or how is it seen in our own lives? Um, of course, when we read about the fruits of the Spirit, you know, we're supposed to be led by the Spirit, and if we are walking by the Spirit, then we should be producing the, this fruit in our lives. In Ephesians chapter 5, <coughs> um, turn over there while I get a drink of water. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 9. It says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. 
Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. This quality of goodness is a sign of the light that we are to be, right? We're supposed to be the light of the world. And this light that we are reflecting, which is Christ's light, it is good, it is right, and it is true. Um, And I mentioned this morning um, another verse from Ephesians. Uh, If you're there, just flip back to chapter 2. This morning we were talking about baptism and how we are saved by grace through faith. And that it is not our own doing, it is a free gift of God, uh, not a result of, of works, so that no man may boast. And then in verse 10, as we talked this morning, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We have been created in Christ to do good works. And we don't do it for our own glory. We don't do it to bring attention to ourselves. We do it so that God may be glorified. And in doing so, of course, we are shining our light and we are presenting that fruit of the Spirit in which we're talking about. Uh, Galatians chapter 2, verse 10 says, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. So we're supposed to do good to everyone, but we're supposed to be especially good to our brethren. That's a key element to, uh, to this as well. Um, as with all the fruits of the Spirit, we are to be kind, exceedingly kind to our brethren. We're supposed to be loving to our brethren. We are supposed to be um, patient with our brethren, right? All of these, these three, uh, this group of three that we've been studying over the past couple of weeks, um, patient, um, kindness, and goodness, those are all the, the fruits of the Spirit that, that direct our attention to our fellow man. Um, and how we interact with each other, whether it's those uh, in the church or those outside the church. Um, and then next week we'll be looking at the ones that, uh, or start looking at the ones that um, make us um, focus more on ourselves. Um, not in a selfish way, but things that we need to be mindful of uh, in ourselves. Um, but when we think about our goodness um, in terms of how it should be in our life, um, you know, and the, the fact that we have, we, we need to be good to everybody. The question is, how do we do that? How do we learn how to do that? What 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 can we do to get better at that? Um, and Paul very eloquently um, and very specifically says in Second Timothy, chapter three, verse sixteen. <clears throat> and while we use this this verse often to talk about the infallibility of Scripture. Um, there's also an important part of this. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Scripture is designed, Scripture was written and provided to us by God through the inspiration of the Spirit to guide us in completing this task of being good. We have examples of goodness in people like Barnabas, people like Dorcas. We, have, we see goodness throughout Paul's life, uh, well, after Christ. We see uh, Paul's goodness after Christ. We see goodness, of course, in Jesus himself. I mean, his entire life was full of goodness. Even when he seemed annoyed um, at certain things, there was still good in Jesus. He did good things, and he did a good thing for us as well. So, as with the other um, fruits of the Spirit that we've been talking about, is this something that, that, we can, that can be seen in our lives? Do people look at us and they say, that's a good person? 
Um, why do they say that? Is it because you do good works? That's good. We should be doing good works. Do they see Christ in your good works? Or do they just see you as someone who does good things? If they see you as just somebody who does good things and they know that you're a good person, that is something in a way that you can open the door for a conversation about Christ. Because we don't do good works to glorify ourselves. We do it to bring glory to God. So, as we did with the previous um, three fruits of the Spirit, um, there is a contrast in Galatians chapter 5, if you want to turn back there as we close out tonight. <clears throat> Galatians 5, um, 22 is where the fruit of the Spirit is, but that section starts way back in 16, in which um, Paul provides this contrast between uh, works of the flesh and the fruits of the Spirit, uh, or desires of the flesh, um, depending on your uh, translations. Um, Verse 19 says, Now the the works of the flesh are evidence, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God. Then he goes on to list the fruit of the Spirit. Now there are distinct contrasts between the works of the flesh and the fruits of the Spirit. Those who walk by the Spirit experience long-suffering or patience. They experience kindness. They experience goodness. They experience these things within the loving kindness of God Himself. In our salvation, we experience those fruits of the Spirit by God. We experience His patience with us. Right, God is patience, patient, and He's long-suffering, not as some count patience, but does not desire for man to perish. Right? We experience His patience, we experience His kindness, and we experience His goodness. We show those things in our lives as well, as we are led by the Spirit. But those who indulge in fleshly lusts, they experience rivalries, dissensions, divisions. That's the opposite, right, of patience. Because if you don't have patience, things break up. Things don't work right. Envy, the opposite uh, of, of kindness uh, and selfish ambitions, right? Desiring things for yourself, not the good of other people. And that's what goodness is. You're desiring the good things for others, not for your own gain, but for their gain. And really when we think about our role and our, our job description that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 28 in the Great Commission, you know, we, don't, we don't spread the gospel to others for our own benefit. We're doing it for their benefit. We want them to come to the knowledge of truth, to come to Christ for their salvation, not to benefit our own salvation because we can't earn salvation in that way. So which would you rather have? A life that is developing patience, kindness, and goodness with the help of the Holy Spirit and, of course, the Word, or a life that's devastated by contentions and rivalries and dissensions and divisions and envy and selfish ambitions due to our own selfish fleshly lusts. So in the words of Paul in Galatians chapter 5, in verse 16, he says, I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So tonight, the invitation, 
Question, are you walking in the Spirit? Are you allowing Him to guide your life and your walk? If not, how can we assist you this evening with that? Can we assist you in prayer or study? Or if you desire to make the ultimate decision and give your life to Christ, we can also assist you tonight with that and baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. If we can assist you with anything, now is the time that you can come forward while we stand and sing.